Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at I'm delighted, I've been la-di-da-din Not a lot of thoughts when I ponder from the top Man, these boys, they be potting I trust them like a lot And they told me that I get it Guess what? I got it You should do it too You will never lose If you ever do Must have been a ruse Ricky, that's my dude Stoops is super cool Sharks up in the pool Sparking up my tools, I've been looking to win. Spend a little again. I've been for spittle to them. My god, I riddled again. I told them stop clowning around. They said what goes up comes down. I said I'm down with the sickness. My team stay ill now. Come get this. I'm just so dead in delight. I stay ready tonight. Deep dive, we rise. That's the melee, alright. David delight. David delight. Da 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 delight. Welcome to another episode of the Debbie Delight brought to you by the Drive-In Podcast Network. I forgot what show I was recording for like 30 seconds here, even though we've been talking for the last 20 minutes. I am your host, Ricky Valera. On today's episode, we're going to deviate off the... <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's been a long week. We are going to veer off our plan for the week and we're going to talk about the 2021 rookie ADPs right now. Um, I thought it would be a good conversation to have because I feel like there's some guys that we can kind of help you right around the corner. A lot of draft, a lot of drafts have already happened, but there's still drafts happening uh, weekly right now. I'm in the middle of the rookie draft right now. Um, I feel like it's been going on for maybe six or seven years, um, but um, depending, it's just how slow some of these guys draft. But it is what it is. But as always, I am joined by my partner here, Steve. How are you, buddy? I'm doing good. Um, it's been entertaining. Obviously, you've. Uh... You've thrown some entertainment in there for me this morning, so it's good. Excited. Um, you know, we usually um, once kind of these guys get drafted, we we kind of do our last little thing on it and move on. But it's it's it was a good uh, little detour, like you're saying, to touch base on them one more time. Help out with some rookie drafts. I've I've actually still got a, a couple coming up. So yeah, to your point, um, some have already happened. I have finished up a few. Um, but I do have, I think, one or two more still coming up. So, and that's the thing. Like we, you know, we we've kept an eye on these guys, and we kind of touched on the our thoughts and our rankings with these guys early on in the process. But a lot of things have happened, right? Trades have happened, cut releases have happened. We've, you know, we've seen some training camp stuff come out. Which, I mean, I don't get caught up too much into that because we know a lot of that is just chitter chatter. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And and Jimmy Garoppolo, look at, you know, I heard it the other day, Jimmy Garoppolo yeah. looks the best he's ever had in camp, you know, so far this year. So a lot of that is just that, is just mumbo jumbo. But um, I'm excited because, you know, this past week, you know, Julio Jones got traded. What does that look like for Kyle Pitts' value, which is already through the roof, right? You know what I mean? So it's it's interesting to see like a tight end this high, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Because the, the rankings we're looking off of are, we're actually looking at as of 
June 12th here. The fantasy football calculator just has some um, standard high highest they've been drafted, the lowest they've been drafted, their overall ranking and stuff like that. So it's kind of interesting to see some of these names. Now, some of this is a little bit weird because um, because they have like the PPRs and stuff like that. But this one is I'm, I'm assuming it's got to be standard because Trevor Lawrence is a little bit further down than he would be in a super flex. But we're going to kind of touch on that. The quarterbacks would obviously be near the top if we're talking super flex, and that's mm-hmm. all we talk about on this show. So obviously your Trevor Lawrence and your Justin Fields and your Trey Lances are going to be going, and even Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson. are going to be going in that top 12 range. So we already know that, you know what I mean? And, and your preference there after Lawrence and Fields, if you take Fields first and you you take Lawrence second, you know, if you have that thought process in your head, it's not that big of a deal. Personally, would I do it? Absolutely not. You know what I mean? I'm not going to take Fields over Lawrence. But when it comes down to, let's just say hypothetically, Stoops, if, if somebody's picking in that three slot in a super flex, you know, you have options, right? You have Najee, you have Travis Etienne, you have Jameer Chase, you have Kyle Pitts, and then you even have a Trey Lance or a Zach Wilson. What kind of strategy are you looking at right there? With and and, and advice would you give at somebody at one hundred and three? And obviously, this depends on roster structure and yeah. stuff like that. But even that, to me personally, I don't always look at roster structure all the time in rookie drafts. I'm trying to take the best player available. But at that three slot, give me some ideas of what you're looking at. I I personally. For me, it would be between um, – man, it's tough. So I would almost – it's going to be Najee Harris or Zach Wilson for me. Um, like you said, it, it comes down to roster configuration. You know, if you need a quarterback, you got to take Zach Wilson at that point, right? I mean, we know he's a day-one starter. Um, there's there's no no question there as far as that aspect goes. Um, but, I mean, Najee Harris, he's going to see – if he doesn't see 200 plus carries carries, not even touches carries, I I would personally be shocked. And, and we we've seen his just ability in that passing game. If we don't see him, you know, get 230 to 240 plus total touches um, this season, I would be pretty surprised. I, I don't think he'll be, you know, massively I don't think we'll see like those Le'Veon Bell type numbers where he was getting you know 90 targets and 60 receptions like he can do it I just don't think we'll see that um they've got a they've got a good receiving core there in in Pittsburgh so I don't think he'll be utilized to that extent um now if he does my goodness um he, he he could and maybe this is bold maybe it's not I don't know if that's the case like he could he could be a um a potential RB one, not, not a RB one, like the RB one, you know, if you really want to look into that sense, obviously touchdowns will play a factor, but to your point, one Oh three to me, it's gotta be Najee Harris um, or Zach Wilson. I understand the, you know, Jamar chase, Devonte Smith, Jalen Waddle type discussion. Um, for me, running backs are just thinner. And I just think that's why you've got to go at least Najee Harris if you go running back. And obviously being super flex, quarterbacks are a premium at all times. You, Yeah, you know, Jamar Chase, uh, Devontae Smith, they're they're going to be elite talents. Jalen Waddle, he's got his speed, you know, and everything going on there. But 
receivers are just so deep and there's just always so many options there. I think you can wait a little bit. Now you're not going to get the top guys like that, but that's, that's my one Oh three thought process. Um, as far as kind of how I would look at things. Yeah. For me, I'm, I'm kind of in that same boat. I'm, I'm on, uh, I'm borderline for me. I'm, I'm borderline. Trey Lance is my quarterback too in rookie rankings. You really came around. I remember when you were like, <laughs> now, not happy. There's a there's a difference between, in my opinion, obviously there's a difference between how I feel about Trey Lance and his fantasy football value. True. Because it's it's going to be it's light years different, right? Do I think Trey Lance will produce at the high level that that everybody is expecting to expecting him to? I don't think so. But the thing about it is, is they didn't trade two first round or three first rounders for him to to sit the bench for a long period of time. But they mm-hmm. also, I do like Shanahan's offense and I do like the upside for his offense to be a dual threat quarterback that's going to produce fantasy value. I look at the same thing with Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is not going to be a very good quarterback. He's going to be a great fantasy quarterback because the, their defense is not that good, right? So he's going to be throwing for, he's going to be throwing the ball 40, 40 times a game. Plus his rush upside, he's looking at 50 to 100 yards probably rushing per game. You know, you have to be able to separate personal feelings, real football feelings versus fantasy football feelings here. And that's for me what I'm doing with Trey Lance. I personally would probably take Trey Lance second overall as my second quarterback. I just like the landing spot better than Chicago. Justin Fields, I like Justin Fields, but I just don't like Chicago at all. And I don't think they're going to be good for him. I, I don't. I really wouldn't suggest rushing him out there and starting him week one. They might have no choice because Nagy might not be out of a job, but that's a different topic for a different day. But for me at three, I'm kind of in that same boat, right? It's if, if it's super flex and even at a quarter, even if you have a quarterback need, Najee Harris has got to be that guy. You're looking at 200 to 250 touches year one. Right, right out the gate, they're going to feed him the ball because they're going to want to take the pressure off of Ben Roethlisberger. Period. You know what I mean? Ben Roethlisberger is is getting up there in age. He's still, un, you know, unpopular belief. Like he still looked pretty good last year. I think he had like thirty two mm-hmm. touchdowns. I mean, he did have double double digit interceptions, but he always does. The other thing that we have to factor in here is there's seventeen games this year. I, you know, that, that's a huge factor. There's eighteen weeks, seventeen games. So. That plays into a huge factor as well. So we're looking at an uptick in carries here for Najee Harris just because of that. And then he's going to be the bell cow. So he's got to be one of the first three guys off the board. And even if at that, even if the, the one or two, I'd probably sell the one and two before I would t- not take a Lawrence. You know what I mean? I, I would definitely do that. But I, I'm in another league and guy did take um Najee 101 in a super flex league and I wasn't even because his team he had quarterbacks right you know what I mean so he had the depth of quarterbacks so you're looking at a guy again that's going to have the plethora of touches there that I really do like looking at that second tier though obviously four through six you're looking at a run of weapons right you're looking probably at the chases the smith the waddle the piss right there you know what I mean and then of course you sprinkle in et a little bit there so for me I really feel like I personally, I like Etienne a lot, and I'm coming around on the landing spot because I think they're going to utilize him a little bit different 
than what we expect. I do think they're going to flank him out wide. I do think that we're going to see scenarios where him and Robinson are on the field at the same time. Mm -hmm. And it would be very wise. They have weapons down in Jacksonville. I think it's going to be a sleeper team this year, but with the quarterback, with the chemistry already in place, with the fact that the Jaguars have a decent offensive line, they don't have a great offensive line. They have a decent offensive line. And with that, that's going to be a huge key too, because we've got some dump offs. So you know what I mean? You're going to dump off some passes and, and Etienne is very capable of, of ripping off a big play. So how would you rank? I'm going to put you on the spot here. How would you rank at the, you know, even in that four five, six range, how would you rank Etienne, Chase, Smith, and Pitts? I would, um, I would probably go, as much as I, you know, my ETN love, you know that. I would probably go Chase, ETN. I would almost go Pitts than Smith. That's the way I would go with it. Um, the reason, so you talked about chemistry already. Chase, yeah, he, you know, had the, he sat the year off, but even at that, Burrow wasn't there at LSU last year. So, They've got that chemistry, and you hear you hear reports already where it's almost like they haven't missed a beat, right? Um, <clears throat> so that's going to be key, and that's going to be huge. So I, I think at that point, you know, I talked earlier about running back this, running back that. I think at this point, because we we know Etienne's going to see some touches, but again, he does have at least competition there. Harris is kind of just like who's going to compete with it? You know what I mean? Yeah, they've got got, but Any no. snail. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> So Chase is going to Chase is going to be a, a, a stud out there. You know, yep. we, we've we've heard the report. So that's why I put Chase above ETN. But again, you still got the running back aspect. ETN will eventually, I think, take over that that lead role and will be the guy. They put the draft capital in them. Um, I've always been one that never really looked a whole lot into it. But at the same time, I'm that's one thing I am coming around in. I mean, it, it's. When they draft a guy in the first round, they don't do it for no reason. They do it because they can see the talent and the potential there. So, um, and then Pitts, you know, you, you mentioned it earlier with Julio out. Um, I think that's a bigger boost to like Ridley than it is to Pitts per se. But that also being said, Pitts is obviously going to see an increase in targets. I mean, we're talking what? Uh, I don't have the number, but at least 100 plus targets that Julio has seen that's going to be vacant now. Will it all go to Pitts? No, but. Even if he sees an increase by 20, 25 targets from what it would have been, that's that's huge, right? Um, and then Smith, I, it's just that quarterback play. I just, I don't know. That That's what concerns me is, is Jalen Hurts. I don't know. I, I, I'm just not a Jalen Hurts guy. You know, we've, we've talked about that for a while now. Um, and maybe, you know, again, it's it's one of those where I could be totally wrong. He could come out there and have a... 70% completion rate, throw for 30 touchdowns and 3,500 yards and rush for all of his stuff and great, cool. You know, and now Devontae Smith is a top receiver. It, it could happen. It really could. I just don't know. And it's not Smith's talent at all. It's just uh, Jalen Hurts. So that's why I've got him down below all them. I am in that same boat because I, I looked up my rankings of what I did back um, right after the draft and my, my rankings were Lawrence, Lance, Harris, Pitts, and Chase. And I don't think much has, has changed on that forefront, right? You know what I mean? I really feel like that's still my one, two, three, four, five, just because 
I mean, I love the pits. And, and of course, I think Julio leaving hurt the situation for Pitts more than it helped mm -hmm. because Ridley's really Ridley's good, right? You know what I mean? Ridley's going to step up, but it, it hurts Ridley too. You know, everybody talking about he's going to be fantasy number one and he might be because they might be throwing from behind every single game and they're going to have to force feed on the ball. And that, that does help Pitts as well. But having Julio and Ridley on the field really opens the middle of the field up for Pitts. That's not there anymore, right? You know what I mean? So it's going to be a, a little bit of a tick down for pits, but when I look at that, Chase is a gent like he is good, like he is good, good. And I, I still don't think that he, like Chase compared to Waddle and Smith, I think it's a different ball game. I, I just feel like he is that step ahead of them. And quarterback play does obviously play a factor in that, um, you know, with Tua and and Jalen Hurts. But for me, too, Still, like, Tua's, you know, he still has potential, right? You know what mm -hmm. I mean? I like Tua a lot more than I like Jalen Hurts, and yeah, I like his yeah. upside, and I like his potential a little bit better, too. I just, I would like to see him develop a little bit more as a passer. But I think, personally, I would probably go Pitts, Chase, Etienne, and then Smith. I think that's a, that's the four I mentioned, right? Yep. So that's kind of how I have it. I, I am not big on Smith at all. I had him, I don't, I'm not big on Etienne either. I had Etienne number 11 and Devontae Smith number 12 in my rookie rankings. And I don't think that I've really changed that a whole lot. I think maybe, I mean, obviously we're talking super flex. So I have, I have the big five quarterbacks in my top eight, right? You know what I mean? So with that being said, I had Wilson Fields and Mac Jones, six, seven, and eight, right? You know, so that to me plays a factor in the scenario of what we're talking about, but those weapons are a different story. You know what I mean? So Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right, so transitioning into out of the first round, we're going to get completely out of the first round stoops, and we're going to look at some of these guys that are going in the second round, you know, from the Rondell Moores to the Batemans to the Elijah Moores to the Mont Ross St. Browns, Trey Sermon to Michael Carter's and Mario Rogers, Terrace Marshall. Uh, I could probably go on and on with some of the guys that I'm mentioning here. But in, in your opinion, I only want the second round, guys, because, I mean, we have a chart right here that we're kind of looking at together. What what are you trying to target on that second round? First off, what is your thought process going into a second round of a rookie draft? And then who are you kind of looking at in the grand scheme of things? For me, when I get into the second round, so the the first round is best player available, right? That's that's honestly what it is for me, whether I need that position or not. If it falls into the 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 category of I need that and it's best player available, perfect. Second round, I start to kind of transition a little bit differently. And for me, it is just who do I see as the highest upside, right? I've taken guys who I've seen go in the third, fourth round and other ones because I think their upside is so high that I've, I've taken them in the second round. So for me, it's just who am I high on? Who do I think will have the best you know potential? Because it's one of those, especially if you don't know your league mates mentality on a lot of things. You could think I'm sitting at 205, you know, whatever. I'll, I could get this person in the third round, and then they go 209. You just don't know, so that's why it's go get your guy, 
right? If you truly believe in his landing spot, his potential, and what he can do short-term and long-term, get your guy. For me, you know, if I can pick up, you know, an Elijah Moore, um, I just think he's going to see some, some, some great, great, um, opportunities, targets, um, year one. I I think he's going to be, he's going to see some, some good stats there. I I also think just a Michael Carter, I know we're talking same team, so that's kind of coincidental there, but you, you've, you know, it, everyone who's listened knows it. Um, I've been a Michael Carter guy. You've been a Michael Carter guy, you know, for quite a while. I think both of them are going to see some good opportunities. I don't think Carter's going to be right off the bat. Um, you know, I, I don't necessarily think that, but I do think again, as a long-term play, um, starting even maybe second season, right? Later this season, even potentially, those would be two guys just right off the bat, you know, that that I would be looking to target. Um, no matter where I'm at, whether it's early, mid, or late second round. Those would be guys I'm definitely going to be targeting. Um, kind of looking through else here. Yeah, for me, I'm going to stay low because I feel like even with Javante Williams, I think Melvin Gordon, they're paying him a lot of money to kind mm-hmm. of really, you know, and how that situation kind of flushes itself out with the Rodgers is, Rodgers isn't, Watson might play there, Watson might. How that fluctuates throughout this offseason is going to be intriguing, but um that's why Javante Williams is so high for me because I feel like he's good enough. He's going to be the starting running back who knows, you know, four or five, six games into the season. And I feel the same way about Michael Carter. The talent is there for him and the the depth. He doesn't have a Michael, uh, or not Michael, uh, a uh, uh, Melvin Gordon to really go head to head against in it for the jets. Right. So he doesn't have a lot of traction in front of him. There's a few guys that I like in this. And one that I'm coming around on is, is the landing spot. I'm looking at Rashad Bateman, right? I do know that we are the the depths of hell with <laughs> with uh, Baltimore wide receivers, right? It, it's just it is what it is. That's kind of the fact of the world of, of of what it is. But for me personally, I'm coming around on the landing spot, and I'll tell you why. I feel like Lamar's got a chip on his shoulder, right? So I feel like, and, and the thing about it is, is he's not as bad as passer as everybody makes him out to be. I he just kind of goes ghost in the big games which is a lot of the reason why i have problems with it and like there's guys like that like Tannehill, who disappears they they utilize that rush game but if you shut down derrick henry if you shut down lamar jackson's legs or kind of limit them and make you beat him with the arm i don't think he's he's always capable of doing that and and able to score points for points but bateman walks in the best receiver on their team like like yeah, hands down, yeah. right? You know, the most talented as well. So that that to me is is kind of alarming. And for me, I'm in the same boat with the strategy of the second round. Look, if you've got a guy that you have ranked, you know, I mean, let's just say you're picking in the middle or even at the bottom of the second second round. And obviously, you know, rookie drafts aren't snakes. So when you're picking in the bottom of the second round and you have a guy that you're like, man, I, he's he's probably my, you know let's just say I have a third rounder on him. You know, I think he's a third round guy, but he's not going to make it back to me. You need to take your guy, right? Like Mm -hmm. you said, it's just about taking the guy that you want for your team because first round you're taking the best player available. And I do believe the same thing with the second round, but you also have to look at the strategy of is this, if I have a couple of guys ranked really close to each other, is he going to be making it back to me in the second round? Now I wish there was, there's one guy that I I really, I taught, I got him in one league in the second round. And it's a little bit of a reach, but I knew he wouldn't make it back to the third round is the situation in Houston is very intriguing for me because 
we don't know what's going on with the quarterback position, right? So I feel like Davis Mills is in a position where he can be the starting quarterback. Uh, like I said, we don't know what's going on with Watson. That's what scares me a little bit. I took took a risk. I I had the a capability of doing so. You know what I mean? There was nobody else really there because in that second round, it's still not great. It's really not like these guys. It's not that great of a, mm-hmm. of a um, you know, we're, we're looking at some good guys, maybe Pat Fairmouth. He's up in Pittsburgh. You know what I mean? You have him, Trey Sermon. He's probably going to go in the top half of that first round. Uh, Terrace Marshall as well. Amon Ross St. Brown, the capital versus what he is like, there's nobody there. I still feel like there's a lot of pieces that haven't really come together because we're still in the middle of June and players are still going to get cut. We're looking at that. You know what I mean? You have to look at that. So when you get the players get cut, are they going to sign with Detroit? They have a receiver hole. You know what I mean? So if somebody gets cut, that's the first ideal landing spot for if I'm a receiver and I get cut from my team, I'm looking to tr- looking to go to possibly go to Detroit because you can really up your value, even add value on a one-year contract, go up there, catch a bunch of passes the next year, kind of enter the free agent fray and say, hey, I'm back, you know, and, and maybe get a better deal. But you know, Michael Carter is obviously a guy. I, I don't know yeah. what his value is going to look like. I mean, he's in that top second round. Uh, I don't hate that either. I think that he's perfectly placed there. But there's a lot of guys where value can be had. But even looking at these rankings, I, I don't really agree with half of these because Trey Sermon is like way too low. Um, I think he has the possibility of kind of taking that job um, relatively. Cer- I just don't trust the San Francisco running backs. You know what I mean? Like he. He, ride, he does. He rides a hot hand or who's not hurt or, you yeah. know what I mean? And there's a little bit of a history there of injuries. So I do think that Bateman, I don't really, I, Rondell Moore, I'm trying to come around on. I still haven't come around on that one. I just don't know if the, there's too many mouths to feed out there. Uh, Alaji Moore, like you touched on, I, I, I've, I've screamed from the top of bleachers for months now that I, I believe that he was the best Moore. He's my, I think he's a top five wide receiver in this class still. And, I think he's going to have every opportunity to prove that um, they're going to, they're going to have to throw the football. The Jets got an okay defense, right? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So they're going to be playing, a, like I said earlier, you have to look at that too. You look at the team's defenses. If they're, if they're going to, if their defense is not that good and they're playing good teams throughout the year, that means they're giving up 25, 30 points a game, which means Zach Wilson's going to have to throw the ball 35, 40, 45 times. And you know, yeah, the balls, all 30, 40 passes aren't going to go to, Elijah Moore, but there's still going to be depth there. So I like it a whole lot. Now, before we go, um, any guy in that third, fourth round range that you're just like, I need him on my team. Amari Rogers. Yeah. Thousand percent. Um, He's going to wait too low. That's what I'm saying. Like, blew my mind. I'm just, to me, he's going to be the steal of now. Okay. Take a step back. This is all assuming. Aaron Rodgers does come back. And it, honestly, it, it's starting to look more like he's dead serious about not, not showing up. Now, I understand we're still very early. You know what I mean? I, I understand that. But it's in the fact that even Devontae Adams has come out and basically said, hey, I, I support him. If he's not going to show up, he's not going to show up. You know, we'll see. That all being said, I do think Amari Rodgers is still an ultra-talented receiver. We we saw it, you know, um, while he was at Clemson, we saw it at the Senior Bowl. He was to me. Everyone was talking about Dwayne Eskridge. This Dwayne Eskridge. That. Da, 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 da. Tony. <laughs> yeah, it was no Amari Rogers 
was just to me the one that stood out above everyone else. So he's one that I'm I'm snatching up anywhere and everywhere that I absolutely can. One other guy, this is one that I'm I'm kind of taking that chance on, right? And you can certainly get him in the third, probably even the fourth round. Jalen Darden, um, he's in Tampa. Obviously, he is behind some ultra-talented guys. So I'm not expecting him to be impactful year one by any means. But when you look at his college numbers, I mean, it was he was the focal point of that offense. He's fast. Man, he is fast. He can make people miss. Um, as crazy as it sounds, because he's not a big guy. I don't have the exact you know height and everything pulled up, but I think he's not 5'9", 10", 11, maybe at the tallest. I don't even think he's 5'11". Um, but he's, he was a red zone threat. I mean, he was just getting touchdowns in the red zone. It was insane. So, obviously, when when you've got a Mike Evans there, you know, <laughs> we're going to throw him the ball first. But um, I just think Jalen Darden is someone that you can get – or you will get super late in your drafts. And I, I think at some point he's going to make an impact. Um, not necessarily wide receiver one, wide receiver two, but kind of one of those flex plays, um, right? He'll, he'll be in your flex spots, especially if you have multiple of them. I think he's going to be the one that really, really kind of takes that role. And then a final guy, I'm kind of more curious about your thoughts on it and what you think he can do. Um, but like Javion Hawkins, do you think, because they've got what, Mike Davis there? I think mm-hmm. is, is, is who it is. But outside of Mike Davis, and he's been a very, he, to me, he's kind of been like the right place at the right time. Mike Davis has, right? Yep. But is, and I'm not saying Javion Hawkins is the answer. But at the same time, like, is Mike Davis gonna Mike Davis Mike Davis gonna <laughs> be the the workhorse, you know, or is Javion Hawkins gonna see? I, I'm just curious about what what your thoughts are because I know you've been a Hawkins fan for for quite a while. So I am getting Davis in every draft I have played or have drafted this mm-hmm. offseason. Every um, the window short for Davis, yeah. right? You know what I mean. This is a one year max two-year window um i think that arthur smith is very very good for his value um everything that has happened this offseason um how it's trickled down not drafting any running backs not really bringing in anybody cordell patterson's not a threat sorry um they still have ito smith who's just kind of been another guy on their team so i'm very very high on mike davis and i just feel like you can steal this guy at any point in the, in the draft. Now I do, he is one. I am concerned about the off season aspect of this by if a running back gets cut, do they bring him into to Atlanta to kind of give a little bit more depth to the roster? I do like Hawkins a lot. I just don't know if he's big enough to really fit the role that Arthur Smith is looking for. You're talking about a guy that that spent a couple of years being offensive coordinator for for Derrick Henry. You know what I mean? So to go from Derrick Henry to you know Javion Hawkins is a big deal. It's a well, big yeah. difference. But um, we're talking a six twelve guy to a five foot guy. So. <laughs> I think that um, Derrick Henry eats um, you know things like Javion Hawkins for lunch. I don't hate it. I do want to go back to Darden, though. I yeah. do think Darden has some great value. And in the third and fourth round, you're not going to get the guy that's going to start day one. You're throwing darts in third and fourth round. That's just, it is what it is. And you have to, I'd say you're probably going to miss nine times out of 10 on your third and fourth mm-hmm. round pick. Like, mm-hmm. period. It's just, 
I don't think the, the hit rate, I don't know. That's just the number that I'm throwing out there, but I cannot imagine that the hit rate is very high on consistently, um, you know, consistency with that third and fourth round guy. So you're kind of throwing darts out there. You have to look at the factor of, all right, well, look at their team. You know, they have Godwin, they have Evans, they have Brady. Brady's there probably, you know, well, probably 10 more years. Who knows with Brady, but. Um, if someone keeps paying him and they keep winning, exactly. he'll play as forever. As they, as he'll play as they forever. Keep winning, it doesn't matter. But from what I read, Arian said that this was a Brady pick, right? Oh. And he did want Darden. Like he kind of called, they talked to him. They were talking about scouting receivers and stuff like that. And Darden was a guy that he targeted. And and like you mentioned, this guy's stats were insane. You know, last year he had 74 catches, 1190 yards, and 19 touchdowns. 19 touchdowns last year in nine games. Um, he averaged 16 16.1 yards per ki- per game or per catch. Sorry, and his numbers are just out. His numbers last year were just outrageous, mm-hmm. and they weren't. They were pretty good throughout his entire collegiate career. But I mean, you know, like I said, he he would he play at North 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 Texas. Texas. So I mean, he's four eight or four eight five. Four, <laughs> five. <laughs> he's five eight. There we go. <laughs> five eight. Uh, he's not the biggest guy, but he's a weapon yep. and, and Brady likes him some weapons. So I think Darden can be a guy. I mean, Brown's there for what, maybe one more year, you know, he's sprinkled into the offense. So they have a lot of guys down there, but he's an injury away from really kind of proving himself. I think. Well, he is. And, 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 you know, say what you want off the field about Antonio Brown, but when you're on the field, can you, can you imagine, or can you pick anybody better? to learn from right because antonio brown's not the largest tallest guy out there and look what he's done best receivers of all time so it's just one of those where i think antonio brown can really do wonders for darden to kind of just say hey do this do that you've got to kind of manipulate the space is kind of what it comes down to and obviously i don't understand how to do that otherwise i'd be at the nfl too but um (laughs) but they figured it out so it's one of those where i think if darden can learn anything from Antonio Brown. It's going to be kind of that, you know, he's got the speed for it. It's just kind of those little things that gets you that, you know, six inches of separation as crazy as that sounds. Like sometimes that's all you need for Brady to, to fit into that five yard pass window. Cause that's about as far down as he throws down the field as he throws it. So, <laughs> okay, fine. Eight yards. On that note, thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of the Debbie Delight. Next week, on next week's show, we start tackling our Plant Our Flags episode. Um, We're going to run a four-week stretch of those from planting our flags in the quarterback, the running back, the wide receiver, and the tight end position. So I hope you join those. Enjoy those. Um, I can't talk today, so that's been fun. Um, Thank you so much for listening again, guys. Make sure to hop on over to Twitter. Give the Debbie Delight a follow at the Debbie Delight. Give Stoops a follow at Stoops1990. Give myself a follow at Ricky Valera underscore. Head on over to the Music City Drive-In to check out all of the latest and greatest articles and shows on the Drive-In Podcast Network, including the Music City Drive-In, the Film Optics Podcast, and 50 Years of Music. Thank you so much for tuning in, and until next time, we'll talk to you guys later. See y'all later.